Hey guys, guess what time it is? It is time to jump into one of the most infamous soap operas of all time, Dallas. Now that's a bold statement coming from someone who's never actually seen the show, but I'm pretty confident. I actually just purchased it on Amazon, season one of the original airing in 1978, but I remember that when I started with Dynasty and with Falcon Crest, I came on and made predictions. Okay, so it's safe to say that my expectations of what this era would bring was, I totally underestimated them. I really did. I know I heard them say outrageous, but you know, you got, I grew up watching as an adult, you know, the, uh, late teens, early adulthood, grew up watching reality TV, like Flavor of Love and stuff. So I'm like, there's no way. Cable TV was wilder than that. You know, I wasn't expecting those sort of storylines back then. Just because everything seemed so PG. But that is a fun of going back and watching these vintage soap operas. Because when the, when this was actually airing, I was a tiny child. Of course, I thought everything would be PG. Because my experience of the 80s is PG. I was a kid. So, of course, I was. I didn't get the meat and bread, you know? Rightfully so. So, I thought I'd come on before I push play and make my predictions. And then after a little while, I'll come back and I'm not going to give a blow by blow recap, but I found some really interesting real life stories that kind of correlate with the storylines. So I press play and I immediately heard their theme song, which really surprised me because it sounds so funky. So disco, so had much more swag in it than I thought it actually would. And I knew the song that... But of course, I grew up in Texas. So this, again, is where that memory thing comes to play. I was young when this show came out. I think I remember people talking about it, like my aunt, my Aunt Mary, maybe some of her friends, friend's mom. It could have been later. It could have been whenever. But I don't think I fully realized that Dallas was a show. But it's so big in pop culture. Of course, I've seen different countdowns that included it, one of the best shows on television, etc. So I have that in mind. Of course, I know there's a JR. I know who JR is, and I know he's going to get shot at some point, and that it's one of the biggest storylines ever, but that does nothing for me. You know what I mean? I need to know the why. I need to know if he's ruthless, if he's this, that, and the third. So that would be my only prediction, is that he must be kind of ruthless and I'm I'm so here for it. I, I would love to see a true villain emerge because with Dynasty and Falcon Crest, of course you had your Angela who Angela and Blake were simply fighting for something they thought was theirs. I wouldn't I would not call them the villain. They're probably the anti-hero at best. So I'm excited to see what this show brings. And for the first season, I'm going to try my best not to compare it to the, to the two other shows because, I mean, this one came before. It was shot a couple of years before they even started writing the other shows. So the second part of my prediction is that I don't really have any. I have completely underestimated the 80s. My sense of what I thought it was going to be has been wiped clean based on the other two shows. So I'm, I'm just, I don't know what I'm expecting. I think growing up in Texas, I kind of have this sneaking suspicion that I'll probably be a little more critical. Let's see. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Let me watch a couple of episodes and I'll come back and give my thoughts. 
Okay, y'all. Before we get started, I have to say I had a full-on visceral memory when the, the I fully listened to the entire introduction. I can remember sitting in my aunt's living room. I can feel the sun on my skin. I can smell the potatoes she's making. My back's to the TV, and I can hear that song. This is so exciting for me. Okay, so let's jump in. This show Scandalous. I am near the end of episode three, and so far, so good. Everything is working out really well. But let me go ahead and let me break this down. This is for all my novices, all of us new to the game. Pam and Bobby are in love. They're freshly married and they're heading home to Bobby's family's ranch. Let me go ahead and tell you about this family. So there's a mom and dad, Ellie and Jock. The ranch is actually inherited from Ellie's side of the family. That's the ranch. Ellie's dad left it to the family with the um, stipulation that it has to remain a working ranch. So Jock, who's a patriarch, has managed to make himself very wealthy in the oil and oil dealings. He's got this powerful company that seems to be large, but not large enough to hold the power that it does. It's a little suspect, which brings me to his children. His oldest child is JR. JR is the one everybody knows. That's a guy. I definitely know his face. He kind of looks like Tom Hanks, but different. <laughs> looks like him, but different. So JR is the oldest kid, and he's married to this really sweet, timid woman named Sue Ellen. Sue Ellen is madly in love with him. He seems to she seems to be convenient for him. I wouldn't say he's in love with her. They don't have any kids at this time. And JR is a ladies' man. He likes to run around with women and do God knows what with whomever. Now Sue Ellen knows about it, but there's not much she can do. Anyway, JR is running the company and he definitely runs it in a questionable way, which brings us to Bobby. Now, Bobby is the baby of the family, and as you know, he's freshly married to Pam. He does PR for the company, but Pam wants him in the office, which is in Dallas, now that he's married. She knows that him and his brother have a little bit of a reputation. They're known to run around with the ladies, and she wants him close to home. JR and Bobby have a middle brother who's off somewhere. They don't really say where he's at. He just, maybe he couldn't handle it. The mom mentions it at one point that you need to be strong if you're going to be a Ewing man, and he just wasn't strong enough. So they don't say where he's at, but he ain't there. The middle brother has a teenage daughter named Lucy who's running amok. Lucy is wild. She's doing the absolute most, and she's doing a lot of it with Ray. Now, Ray isn't a Ewing, but he may as well be. It's almost as if he's taking the middle brother's spot and taking up that space if you guys watch Yellowstone, he would be the equivalent of Rip. He's like the head of the Cowboys. He's their right-hand guy. I guess we call him the ranch foreman. He's a full-grown adult man. Full-grown. That's the full-grown adult man, like at least in his 30s. So that's the Ewings. All right. Pam's got a family too, but Pam's family is a lot smaller. Pam's maiden name is Barnes. She's got a dad who's a drunk, unfortunately, and a brother, Cliff, who's some sort of lawyer. Okay, now that we've got that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into this beef. So Pam and Bobby are freshly married, and they're on the road headed back to his family's house. Once they get there, they have the long, sprawling driveway. They drive up to the driveway, and they're greeted on the porch by Ellie, the mom. Oh, I forgot to mention this. So Every one of the Ewings lives at the property. There's this big house. Let's go ahead and call it a mansion. And then they have a couple smaller ranch style houses right next to the homes. So if you were to walk out of your front door, if you're in the big house, there's a couple of houses right in front of you, like around the, um, what do you call that? There's a garden in the middle. 
and the driveway circles around said garden. So every one of the Ewings lives at the house and uh, Pam's going to be no exception. She'll have to live there too. Everyone but the middle brother lives there. So they get to the house and Mother Ellie answers the door and she is shook. Not only because her baby has just ran off and gotten married, that's one thing. But the thing that's got her shook is who he married. There's beef between Jock and Pam's dad, whose name escapes me at the moment. It's not really that important. Their beef originated circa 1930. Now, Jock and Pam's dad used to be cool with each other. And apparently back in the day, Pam's daddy was really, really good at finding oil. Was able to make a small fortune off of her dad's ability, allegedly. It has yet to be cleared up in the episodes I'm watching. Now, of course, Barnes feels a way. Pam's dad feels a way about it. He feels like JR, or excuse me, Jock screwed him out of a good life. So there's always been this beef. Pam, Pam and her brother grew up hating the Ewing. So the shock on the mom's face is justified, is warranted. Never in her wildest dreams does she think her son would A, run off and get married and B, marry. So Miss Ellie gets on the phone and she calls Doc and JR, who are in Dallas at the office, and she tells them, y'all need to get home now. Bobby's brought home a girl. He's run off and got married. Y'all need to meet her. And y'all forgive my accent. It's going to come out here. I can. <laughs> There's something about hearing old Texans, which I know this cast isn't genuinely from Texan, but Texas, but they do a really, really good job that kind of brings it out. So she calls Jock and JR and she's like, y'all need to get home. Bobby done brought home this girl. They're married and y'all, y'all are going to want to see who she is. So sure enough, they come home. Here's the thing. Not only is it this ancient bee that has her shook, it's the fact that present day, as of the time of whatever the year it is, 1978, Pam's brother Cliff is this big time lawyer who is asking all the wrong people all the right questions, i.e. all of the Ewing's business partners, anyone associated with him. He thinks they're dirty. He has a hunch, and they are. We just, we as the audience just don't fully know how dirty they are. He's asking all the right questions. It's on television. It's plastered all over the news. So the timing seems a little bit funny to the Ewings. And, and I'd have to say rightfully so. You marry your arch nemesis and suddenly her brother's on TV dragging our family through the mud. It's just bad timing. So the first episode is Pam just trying to acclimate into the family. And JR's basically trying his best to get rid of her. Here's another little piece of information. Ray, the head of the Cowboys, used to date Pam. As a matter of fact, she's been down to that house on a few occasions, like at barbecues and birthdays and stuff. So JR sees this as an opportunity to sabotage Pam and Bobby's new marriage. Unbeknownst to JR and the rest of the family, Ray is sleeping with Lucy, the teenage niece, several times a week. He's been tasked by Jock to take her to school every day because she likes to skip school. But every morning he tries to take her. She seduces him. He falls for it and she doesn't make it. JR doesn't know this. But Pam, being an outsider, she's observing all of the situation and she can immediately tell that something's going on between them. So she starts taking on the responsibility of basically parenting Lucy. The thing about Lucy is that She's a wild child and she, she reminds me, I think we've all gone to school with like a, an only child who's a super, super spoiled brat, but they have their grandparents and their family wrapped around their fingers. She is that kid. I went to school with no less than five or six girls just like her. And the thing is, 
I think the family feels so much guilt about her being left by her dad that they just kind of let her run amok. So nobody's checking her. And Pam's looking at her like, little girl, I, I'm the one. You found the right one. So she takes on the responsibility of kind of parenting her and looks like they're building a relationship. Okay, so Pam's husband, Bobby, is supposed to start working in Dallas at the Ewing Oil office on whatever day, let's just say on Monday. But his brother, JR, doesn't want that to happen because JR has been doing dirt and he's been doing dirt for a really long time, not just sleeping with his secretary type dirt, but like illegal dirt that he doesn't need Bobby knowing about. Okay, before before we go any further, we really need to talk about Bobby and JR. Aside from marrying uh, Pam, they seem to get along pretty well. It's not the typical big brother, little brother relationship. They both seem to respect each other, but they also seem to have dirt on each other. So you see, up until the time that Bobby married Pam, he was working as a family's PR guy, you know, for the company. Probably not really working, but it was a title that he was given. And his job was basically to rub elbows with investors, take people out, show them a good time. Like, you'd like a fun job. Probably not really hard work, but there must be some blood on his hands too, because JR comes into Bobby's room and Pam's room one night, like I said, they all live in the same house. And he tells Bobby that I, I really need you in Austin. I need you to go handle some business. Now the look on Bobby's face leads me to believe that he has something to hide. Of course, he's like, I said, I was done with that. I don't want to go, but he seems tense. He seems bothered. So with that being said, Bobby is privy to some of the family's dirt, but it's pretty clear that he's not privy to all of that dirt. JR definitely doesn't want him to find out about the rest. Plus, JR feels a way about Pam being in the family while her brother's snooping around, you know, digging up dirt. The timing is off. It, it's a little too perfect to be, it's a little too close for comfort. JR may or may not really need Bobby to be in Austin, but he's formulated a plan and he's going to see it through. So plan is to send Bobby to Austin. At the same time, he's going to ask Ray to get Pam a helicopter ride so that she can properly see all of the Ewing's property. So this is JR's plan. That morning, he's going to offer to take Bobby to the airport, but he's going to stop at one of the cottages on the property first to pick up something random. Now, by this time, Pam and Ray should have already arrived at the cabin, which is right by a lake. Ray's job is to get Pam out on that ledge on the little bridge and push her into the lake. It's cold outside, it's winter, so they will be forced to go inside the cabin, disrobe, stand in front of the fire to warm up. And this is all supposed to happen within a few minutes so that when JR and Bobby pull up, it's the perfect timing. He's going to see, boom, Pam and Ray disrobed, and he will assume the worst. It's a great plan. I, I, I don't, I hate to give credit to that, but that's pretty well thought out if you ask me. The only problem is Pam starts recognizing games. She puts two and two together pretty, pretty early. And when she sees JR and Bobby driving up, she's like, yo, this is a setup. Ray tries to deny it. And she tells him that if you don't back me up and tell my husband the truth, I'm going to tell JR about you and Lucy. Now, this has him shook because he didn't realize anybody knew about it and they will literally murder him if they find out he's with the girl. So, of course, when JR comes in, he's like, oh, you know, he tries to paint the picture. And Ray backs up um, Pam, says, hey, this isn't true. She proceeds to tell off JR 
and Bobby gets really pissed. Like, don't you dare do this to my wife. Either way, he tried to sabotage her. It didn't work. It's a pretty good plan, though. And that was the end of episode one. Very entertaining. It's interesting to see how quickly JR came up with the plan. I totally see why someone's going to shoot him. I can totally see that. Um, Pam is holding her own. She's observing a lot. And her with her brother snooping around, it's bound to pull up a lot of stuff. I will go ahead and confess, I have watched episodes two and three. In episode two, Pam continues her role as Lucy's pseudo-mother. She buys her clothes. She tries to make sure she goes to school every day. But Lucy's super scandalous because she's never had any, she's never had any repercussions to anything she does. And you can tell that she, she enjoys that Pam cares, but she also, she's not really sure about her just yet. I think she still feels a little animosity because she knows that Pam and Ray used to have a thing, but that's over and done. This little girl tries to set up one of her teachers, her male teachers, to make it look like he attacked her. He really didn't. And by the end of the episode, there's a whole disco club scene. Pam can dance. She's out there doing her thing. But by the end of that episode, um, Bobby now knows that Ray and Lucy had a thing. He punches them in the face. Ray says it's over. They kind of move on. Now, maybe this is episode two. Maybe this is episode three. I just kind of watched them really quickly. The secretary in JR's office is actually a former girlfriend. Seems like he's in love with her. If, if he's not in love with her, she's his one and only confidant. He's, she's probably the only person he tells everything. And she's helping him at the office by um, basically keeping Bobby at bay. However, she's getting really, really sick and tired of having to wake up every morning by herself, basically not having a real relationship. Everything is on JR's terms. So on one particular day, after he had just, he kind of pissed her off. After he'd stayed the night at her house, he left $100 on her pillow and she was offended. And so she decides to take up this handsome guy who's been asking her out a lot. Turns out that handsome guy is Pam's brother, the lawyer. So she goes on a date with him, but she gives him a little piece of information. And, and in her mind, she basically gives him a deed to a senator's house that the um, Ewings are paying for, which is an obvious bribe in a huge no-no. Now, what she thought would happen is that he would just kind of allege that he had information and share it, but he turned turns out he he leaks it to the press or he, you know, he lets the press know that possibly the senator is being bribed and the Ewings have to think really fast. And yeah, they figure it out. But in the meantime, in between time, JR is totally convinced that Pam is the one who leaked the information because What's his name? Bobby's getting his office redone. Whether it needed it or not. It's, okay. I stumble over this because I can't tell if things are happening because JR is putting them in place or it's just the natural progression of what things were gonna, what was going to happen. Bobby's office is having some work done, but it's super loud. It's super noisy. And he, he's forced to go home and work. He goes home to work and he accidentally drops one little piece of information, but Bobby's putting two and two together, figuring out, oh, this is why our family's so powerful. We have people in our pocket. So Pam brings that piece of paper, the deed, to the office, and that's when the secretary makes a copy and gives it. Yeah, nobody knows this. So she gives it to the brother. The secretary gives that information to Pam's brother, Cliff. He runs it. 
JR thinks that Pam did it. And this is at dinner. At dinner at the Ewings, everybody shows up. JR makes the accusation and the whole family's looking at Pam at the side of their eye like, well, how else would he have gotten it? By the end of the episode, Pam is able to get the information from her brother as to who was a mole. But it, she didn't really have to because the secretary just goes in the next day and she quits and she tells J.R. to his face that she did it. And you can tell he's really, really hurt. And he's shook because I feel like he can see that Pam knows his name. He, she knows that he, he hates her. So it's going to be really interesting to see what else happens. As far as the things that surprised me, there are a couple of major, major points that shocked me. I guess it's a little early to be shocked, but with the show being called Dallas, I just naturally assumed it would be about cattle or their ranch. And maybe there's some, you know, some scandalous things going on on the ranch, a la Yellowstone. But the oil part, of course, they do live on a ranch. And from what I understand, they do ranching stuff. But it seems like it's going to be about oil. It's yet another oil company. Most of the oil, as far as I know, is especially big oil companies in Texas would be Houston. I would kind of, but maybe Dallas just has a better ring to it. So that surprised me. And the fact that they're running back and forth between Dallas and Austin to handle oil business surprises me a little bit. Maybe it was different in the 80s, but I would assume it would be like Houston not to say that Austin and Dallas don't have oil companies, but Houston's like the hub. Even today, you would expect people to be in Houston or out west in Midland or Odessa or something like that. What else was surprising? I don't think I knew that Bobby was that guy from Step by Step. Do y'all remember that show? It was like the, I think her name was her name, Susan, Susan, the Thighmaster Lady. And Bobby, I forget his name in the show, but they were a married couple. They each had kids. They got together. And then they had that kind of, he wasn't dumb, but he was like a surfer dude, Cousin Cody. I think that show was called Step by Step. I used to love that it came on TGIF on Friday nights. So I was surprised to see him. Um, other than that, not really. It's too soon to tell. Oh, the underage, getting with the underage girl is not a big deal. But of course, this is television. So who knows? Let's go ahead and move on. I will talk to you guys next week after I've had a little bit more time to sit with it and watch a few more episodes. I'll be good. Have fun. And remember to keep all your drama on TV.